Hello, I'm Gargi, host of Text to Task Simplifying Education. Thank you for joining me today. For updates, follow me on Instagram at Gargi Speaks. We embark on a captivating journey of exploration into the fascinating world of Egyptian education, a realm that has flourished for centuries and continues to inspire us even today. Egypt, renowned for its ancient splendor and remarkable monuments, holds a concealed treasure, its educational legacy. Throughout the ages, from the era of the majestic pyramids to the bustling streets of contemporary Cairo, the quest for knowledge has remained an essential pillar of Egyptian society. Join us as we converse with educator Salma Al-Faqi, who will share her personal experiences in this vibrant nation. Salma Al-Faqi is a highly accomplished professional with a diverse range of qualifications and experiences in the field of English education. She holds Cambridge certification as a teacher trainer and Relo mentor trainer. She currently serves as an English instructor at the American University in Cairo, School of Continuing Education and Aram Canadian University. Additionally, she holds the position of a senior English teacher trainer at the English Coach online organization and eLingo for language courses. Salma Tarek Al-Faki, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you as my guest. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you, Gargi, for, for inviting me over. Let's now begin the conversation and delve into Salma's expertise and experiences as a teacher in Egypt. Yes. My first question, Salma, to you is, what strategies do you find most effective when teaching English to Egyptian students? Uh, currently, I, uh, uh, of course, there are the strategies in the books, you know, uh, how you follow a certain logical order, the natural order of teaching the skills and everything like that. So I, I, I encourage very much, but I have uh, a philosophy behind this part, which is related to the uniqueness of every student and uh, the preferences, how every person has uh, an objective, a different objective, a different way of perceiving the information, whatever it is that you are inputting into them, and also how they would apply this in their real lives. This is mainly what I really work on currently and uh, what I believe very much because I find a lot of people struggling because they're trying to be native-like. Uh, uh, however, their targets are to uh, succeed in an interview or pass something for a job or promotion, something like that. I basically teach adults, so I uh, work with them one-on-one -on, -one on their objectives, on their targets, and I uh, have notes, a report for each single student I teach. Some uh, students of mine are, are have been there for a month or uh, some uh, have been there for over a year so we have a mentoring program this is my main mm -hmm. philosophy to help them apply whatever there is of challenge in their life to help them pass it using the english language building on that i'm curious to know 
how do you incorporate cultural relevance into your english language lessons uh, this is, uh, you know, something very tricky because we, we have various uh, cultures over the world and with the globalization and everything, we have to match this very well. So we work on, um, you know, building bridges all the time. This is the main, uh, I, I would like to say it's the same answer. I know it's repetitive. However, this is what we actually try to do. And I do something in my classrooms, which is trying to loosen what we have in different cultures and what I could be able to see through the window of knowledge so to my students. So, so uh, if, for example, we have an idiom, idioms are uh, so much of a culture thing and they can be translated literally with no meaning. So we have got to teach them the context. We've got to, to, to tell them that we have something like it, very close to it, which is, for example, when we teach when pigs fly, we have something like it called uh, <laughs> So this is an Arabic, actual Arabic words. Sometimes we use it this way, and this is totally informal. And we have other things like uh, 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 in Arabic, but I don't want to, to bother you with a very long answer. However, I still believe that there are very much of common points. We can work on them through the culture part. So they they will they will relate definitely relate, and uh, one more point if you allow me, uh, human stories when you relate to a human from another culture, you feel you have the same feelings, the same everything reactions. This makes uh, the world one place. Okay, so Salma, what are some common challenges Egyptian students face when learning English? And how do you address them? Uh, challenges are uh, that they they basically learn the language in maybe a traditional way of of teaching. So they they studied grammar rules at school. They they can pass tests. <laughs> That's surprising to to some people. However, they cannot produce the language, and this challenge that we we keep meeting all the time. Uh, I address this using project-based learning that we were uh, actually talking about. So we, we use, I need you to produce something. So you need by the end of this month to present something, to produce a presentation or to write a well-structured paragraph narrowing down the objectives. This is very important and so we have one objective, cut it down into steps, use a framework, apply it, and that's it. So we can uh, have uh, uh, keywords here, objectives, and uh, production, <laughs> to, to make it short. Okay. On a similar note, how do you balance the development of English language skills, such as reading, writing, speaking, and listening, in your classroom? Again, with the, the balance perception and production so you input something there must be an output so uh also we teachers are too talkative and then we find this even when we are recording now so we have got to uh, to balance this by telling ourselves delete any unnecessary words delete it uh, so we can repeat that to ourselves 
also we uh, i will use reading for example as an input so you can speak it we can work on your accuracy through reading aloud also intonation fluency a lot of things are being built using reading passage that after all we're thinking we're going to think about it as an input uh, we have unblocking vocabulary before it and we are going to have a post-reading activity so it's a complete uh, process but at the same time that we implement and i have that style of implementing the four <laughs> skills together as much as possible with the minority like intonation and the things that are included under each skill so yeah i hope this suffices thank you for sharing your insights moving forward i would like to ask how do you encourage your students to practice and use english outside of the classroom by articulating why they need the english language everybody who or every student or learner no matter age or how years of age they have how many years of age they are uh, so uh, they end up having a problem that's why they seek help so they come to you asking you to help them out to learn the language because of a reason of their own so i i always ask about this reason i also ask about the traumas that they have when they were learning anything not just uh, uh, english i have google forms to help me assess the needs you know, needs assessments, I believe in this concept. Before even uh, the program, they, they feel it. It tells me a lot about their preferences, their favorite things, their bad experiences about teaching and the good ones. Uh, how would they describe uh, or how they would describe their best teacher? A teacher they always remember. So it's basically uh, how to help them apply what we learn in their real life that's what they already need so if if he needs a promotion and this acquires an interview so i i work with them on the interview and then they apply what they learn. that's one thing <laughs> okay um i would like to learn about some of your success stories or memorable moments from your experience of teaching english to egyptian students I can share with you one uh, very brief story because it was uh, very heartwarming to me. A student came to me with a phobia of speaking in public and uh, uh, that was face-to-face -face, uh, classroom. She was very afraid and uh, she'd blush and she'd have like very high rate uh, or high heart rate. She needed help and we worked on presentation skills gradually every single time one step at a time uh we did a lot of things it took uh like three months maybe intensive work uh until she produced a great presentation with the full mark that deserved uh, the full mark and she she came to me that was the heart and warming moment the, the memorable one she came to me saying, uh, you helped me overcome a basic fear I could never overcome before you something I could never forget actually and uh, I kept working on that uh, through that moment so I I keep asking them about a fossilized mistake a fossilized issue in their the back of their heads and we work on solving it together so there is the we and there's success in that 
from my point of view. <laughs> Thank you. It's very inspiring, Salma. Salma Tarek Al-Faki, your expertise has ignited a lasting passion for learning within us. The knowledge you shared has fueled our desire to explore new horizons and expand our understanding. We eagerly anticipate staying connected and nurturing our intellectual curiosity in the days to come. Thank you so much for this interview, Salma. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. I, I really enjoyed it.